0: Here comes home The Braves are champions of the Southern League.
1: It's over. And the lefty Garcia. There's a swing and a deep drive, left field.
2: Dean will look up, and it's long gone to the back of the Braves bullpen. Dansby Swanson,
1: a solo home run. I got chills from that one. Ronald Acuna with a monster shot. Over the hitter's eye and straight center field. Swinging a ground ball to the middle. base hit center field.
2: Coming in to score is Desloni. And that's a Mississippi praise winner. Monday, May the 10, 2021. I'm Chris Harris, and this is the Big Show Podcast. As we wrap up the first homestand at Trustmark Park as the Embrace went 2-4 and four against the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. And they get sent for their first road trip of the season, which begins on Tuesday at 6.35 p.m. in Biloxi, the Milwaukee Brewers affiliate at 6.35 p.m. Well, the Embrays went 2-4 and four in the series. They lost on opening night, which was on Wednesday, May the 5th. Hayden Deal got the start. Pitched pretty well. Wasn't a quality start, but he went five innings. Was the only Embrays starter to go through five. And he talks about his outing in which he went five innings. Allowed just the one run.
1: Right before the first pitch, all the nerves and adrenaline started kicking in. So I kind of ran with that in the first inning. Uh, I was super anxious and excited to get out there and then after the first batter kind of settled down and then just uh, felt like it was pitching again so it was uh, a year and a half off though was it was tough but uh, I mean I think I felt like it was a really good day Uh, I mean the walk I hate walking people so that was the only bad thing I really had about it but um, other than that I can't complain for uh, the first game back in over a year. Second pitch
2: of the game was that ball by Mesa to right field. Trey kind of lost it. It was ruled a three-base error. Uh, right out of the gates, you were put into a really tough position, but you seem to not let that affect you too much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I knew going into the first inning, I could see the sun in right field, and I talked to Trey after that inning. And then um, I knew being out there in those first couple innings was going to be tough anyway. So I knew if a ball was out there, uh, if he catches it, that's – perfect but um the sun just got in the way and uh there's nothing i can really do about that so there's nothing to hold my head about or get mad about i mean i know he's gonna make the plays out there any other day so the only thing that just really made me mad was the walk you give up the
2: the six hits uh the the walk obviously you you work quickly talk about your pitches uh tonight uh and mixing those and how you felt with the pitches tonight uh
1: my curveball was really good tonight normally it's uh I've been working on it a little bit the past couple of weeks and it was spinning really well tonight. Uh, I mostly throw cutters, which um, they played very well tonight as well. And then I threw a couple good change-ups and then I went from a four seam to a two seam just to counteract, make like a little X where my two seam goes away to righties and the lefties and then my cutter is the opposite direction. So it felt like a couple of those two seams are moving pretty good tonight and then cutter and curveballs in the other direction where they were playing pretty well off each other.
2: Overall, how is it? I know it's a tough, tough loss, two one. Jalen Miller hits the home run, uh, which was big four hundred and four feet. Uh, but overall, just getting back out there tonight and playing
1: the game in front of fans. Oh, I mean, two to one ball game. I mean, I don't think everybody was locked in the whole time. I had fun all five innings. Um, I would love to I mean, I'd love to start off the season with a win, but that's a loss that I really can't hang my head on because I Felt like I threw well. Some things didn't go in my favor, which happens pretty often. But, uh, I mean, I felt like that was a awesome first game to be back in. So, I have no regrets at all tonight. Hayden, thanks for the time. Thanks, sir.
2: As a whole, the Embrace pitching staff is second right now in the A South with a 3.38 earn run average. Of course, six games, 48 innings, allowing 18 earned runs. The one really negative would be the walks. 41 walks, 57 strikeouts, but they did hold the opposition, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, to a 192 average in the first series. The Braves lost a doubleheader to the Pensacola Blue Wahoos on Thursday, 5-1 and 6-1, then came back and lost on Friday 3-2, 3-2, but over the weekend, the bats came alive as Shea Langoliers hit two home runs in the game on Saturday. His first in the sixth inning, a solo shot, and then a go-ahead three-run shot in the eighth inning that put the Braves on top, 5-2 to two for good. And Shea talked about the home run and, of course, the excitement with this club after winning that first game of the season on Saturday. Joined by Shea Langoliers from the clubhouse after he picks up his first career two-home run game Braves win it by the final score of five to two. Shea, first off, congratulations on the win and how good did it feel? First off, for the win and then two home runs in the ball game.
3: You know, it felt it felt really good to get the first win. You know, coming into the season and like I think the whole team we were just really amped up and you know maybe trying to do a little too much and instead of just relaxing and playing our game and and like you said, getting that first win, it's a huge it's a huge relief and now we can just go out and you know, have fun, play baseball.
2: Seems just like a huge sigh of relief. I was watching Trey Harris round the bases when you hit the second home run in the, in the bottom of the eighth inning. And I thought he was going to run towards, you know, (laughs) the left field bullpen or something. He was so fired up. You could just see a collective exhale when you hit that second home run.
3: For sure. Trey was, you know, he was getting me all fired up around the bases. You know, I like to think of myself as like the, a calm, cool, collected guy, but you know, he was getting me amped up and, you know, like it, it was, it was a lot of fun tonight getting that first one for sure.
2: Go back to the the first home run, two outs, solo home run. Tell me like on both of them, you kind of went down to get it, but tell me about that first yeah. home run.
3: Uh, you know, I was just telling myself before that at bat, you know, just, you know, just put a good swing on a pitch. It doesn't matter what the pitch is, you know, swing it, be aggressive in the strike zone and get, get your A swing off. And, you know, I think, like I said earlier, just doing a little, trying to do a little too much at the plate, just really try to just relax. And, you know, uh, we've, we've done hours of preparation in our lives for stuff like this. And, you know, you just got to let that take over and relax up there.
2: You face Lindgren again. That was after the back-to-back hits by
3: Shoemaker and Trey ahead of you. So mm-hmm. what were you
2: looking for there?
3: Same, you know, same situation, especially in a situation like that, you try to, you know, you really try to do too much. You get amped up for the situation and, you know, having the ability to, you know, stay in your zone, stay with your approach, relax and just, you know, put a good swing on a pitch in the strike zone. Um, you know, that's that's a huge thing. And he, he had some, he had good stuff. He, he beat me with two fastballs and I stepped up. I stepped to the plate with two strikes. And I was like, man just put a good swing on a pitch again.
2: And that first win. I mean, it just has to be a big relief because it's just been weird. It's just been weird yeah. the past four days. You know, all the new protocols coming here getting used to everything, Pensacola, just getting lucky at times. And then, and then yeah. tonight, man, just getting that W. What, what was the reaction in the clubhouse light like when you guys came in?
3: Hey, like you said, you know, kind of a, a sigh of relief. We, the, the previous nights we've been barreling a lot of balls, but it seemed like they were always outs. And we we kind of had that feeling of, you know, eventually they're all going to fall. Uh, they have to, at some point, it's the nature of the game. So we kept, you know, we, we keep going to the plate, having good at bats, keep, uh, keep putting good swings on, Pitches and you know, eventually they're gonna fall and, and we're gonna play a good baseball game and get a W. Shay, thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you.
2: Shay Lingaliers finishes the opening home stand with a one eighty average, but he has three extra base hits, a double, two home runs. He is he is leading the club with ten total bases as well, and was our Farm Bureau player of the week. Matt Withrow, by the way, was the pitcher of the week, six innings total. Ends up striking out seven, walking four, but he had a one point five zero ERA in two outings. One start, one relief appearance, and he'll get the ball in game five of the series at Biloxi on Saturday. On Sunday, the embrace picked up right where they left off, and in the first inning with two outs, C.J. Alexander hit his first home run of the season. He began the year one for 14. You could tell with C.J., it was big for him to get that first home run and kind of break out of the slump to start the season.
0: Just definitely just kind of working with – the hitting coaches and stuff. Um, working slower, you know, slowing slowing everything down, trying to see pitches up, not not chase uh, not chase, and get myself into good counts. And I got myself into a pretty comfortable count, and uh, I got a pitch to hit. I saw it up, and it was a slider, I believe. Yeah, I just put a barrel on it. Nice swing, and I don't know. The, the result was very good, so I'll take it.
2: Last night when Shea hit that second home run, I could see a collective exhale from the entire team. I think yeah. Trey – Trey released all of it in his in his, you know, whatever you call that around the bases that he did. With that swing in the first inning today, you feel like as a player, you kind of took an exhale and can now settle into the season?
0: Yes, no, uh, 100%. It's kind of like, I feel like that first hit and the first home run are kind of always the, I don't know, they're always kind of the turning points, you know, and you start to calm down a little bit and the nerves start to calm down and uh, you really start to go from there. So I'm glad, you know, I got my first hit out of the way. I got my first home run out of the way. So, um, you know, hopefully from here, we're just we're just relaxed and, you know, we keep, we keep hitting and winning as a team.
2: This seems like the club I kept hearing about in your version of spring training in April, hitting a lot of home runs, scoring a lot of runs, seems like this is the version we saw on Saturday and Sunday.
0: Yes, very, very much um, similar to what we were doing in spring training. We're we're just kind of we know we can hit. Um, we we I don't know. We knew it was kind of it was going to be tough at first. I mean, we weren't coming in here expecting to tear it up right away. But um, once this lineup gets going, I mean, I think it's going to be really fun for you know fans and everybody in the brave system to just kind of watch, watch us go. Cause it's, we got some really good hitters on this team and nobody's really, uh, besides Jay last night, nobody's really hit to kind of, kind of their potential yet. And it's going to be really fun once everybody starts to click and do it.
2: CJ, thanks for the time. Yeah. Thank you. Of the embrace 16 runs during the opening series, 12 came via the home run ball. This is a team that's got a lot of power and continue those power numbers to continue. Well, our big guest today on the program is Embrace coach Devin Travis. Travis joined the staff late in spring training and was scheduled to be with the GCL Braves. He has a great story. Played four years with the Toronto Blue Jays, battled knee injuries throughout. He was a Florida State Seminole, one of the big-time players in Florida State history, played in the College World Series, was a big-time part of those College World Series teams back earlier In the last decade, his brother is one of the quarterbacks right now at Florida State, Jordan Travis. We talk about Deion Sanders. We talk about his time with Toronto, his relationship with Alex Anthopoulos, who traded for him as he was a member of the Detroit Tigers organization, and much more. Enjoy the interview with Devin Travis. Joined by Mississippi Braves coach Devin Travis, new to the Atlanta Braves organization here in 2021. Devin, first off, welcome to the organization,
4: and how are you settling in now as a coach in this in the system and here in Mississippi. Yeah, Chris, thanks for having me, man. Uh, it, it's been great. I dreamt of being in Atlanta Brave as a kid. I grew up going to all their spring training games in West Palm Beach, and you know, now to have the the opportunity to put on this jersey and 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 represent this wonderful organization that I you know really grew up rooting for my entire life is is uh, everything I could ask for. Um, I have an opportunity to you know bring bring a positive impact to these these players here that. Um, have a chance of playing in the big league. So uh, it's, been, it's been incredible so far.
2: For Devin, first time as a coach post-career, a career that was riddled, unfortunately, with injuries, your knee just never seemed like you felt healthy, but still put together some really great years for the Toronto Blue Jays, drafted originally by the Detroit Tigers. And an interesting thing about you that, that probably will make sense for a lot of people, Alex Anthopoulos was the general manager in Toronto. He's the one who traded for you uh, to get you to the Toronto Blue Jays, you're now with the Braves. I think we can put two and two together there.
4: Yeah, man, pretty special, pretty special. Um, I uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I'll never forget that day, 2014. I, I I come home from dinner with my family, and and you know I'm thinking it's just another night. I'm about to grab some sleep and get ready for a nice day the next day. And and I got a phone call at you know 10:30, 10:45 at night from the Tigers telling me I had been traded. Um, About 5-10 minutes later, Alex Anthopoulos called me. Um, I was pretty not happy about it, to be honest, at the time. I was like, man, they're shipping me all the way to Canada. Um, Alex told me, you're going to love it here. It's awesome. We're going to give you every opportunity to to make this club. Um, The rest is going to be on you. And uh, he kept his word. Um, They gave me every opportunity. I couldn't freaking, uh, hit water. If I fell out of a boat for my first 10, 11 at bats in spring training and, and they kept throwing me out there and they kept pumping me up and keeping me positive. And, and yeah, they, uh, they stuck to their word and thankfully everything worked out. I, uh, I think that's my favorite thing about Alex is, is what you see is what you get. And, and he's an honest man. He's a family man. He, he cares about, you know, everybody that's in the, inside of this organization. Um, and I think it trickles on down. So um, I don't really see a better – I definitely didn't see a better fit for me. And, and now that I'm here, I can, I can confirm that um, the people in this organization are, are the people that um, I love to be around in this game. So um, I'm lucky to be a Brave for sure.
2: You're 30 years old. I mean, managers and coaches are getting younger. It seems like every year, head coaches in college, things like that. But I know with the injuries, the knee injuries, you wanted to keep playing. Now, as a coach, you're able to stay in the game. Uh, You had some opportunities with other teams as well. What was it with the Braves that made you say, that's what I want to do? Was it being a fan of the team growing up in West Palm Beach? Was it just the right fit with this new coaching staff here? Because you were slated to be with the, the Gulf Coast League team down in Florida late in spring training. In our spring training this year, you found out you were coming to Mississippi.
4: Yeah, I, uh, it, it was, it was a tough decision for me. Um, you know, I think when you finish playing, you're, you're not really certain what you want to do. I mean, we all, we all like to believe that, you know, we're going to play 10 years and, and it's going to be a glorified career. And, and, and we never really take the time to, you know, to realize that the end can be any day. And, uh, it definitely caught me off guard. Um, you know, obviously injuries happen. um, and, and to be honest, most of it is is out of the player's control. Um, I had to take a little bit of time to internalize it and, and, and really be able to, you know, to put the game to rest and, and look back on my life and, and realize all that baseball has, has given me. Um, you know, listen, playing one day of, of professional baseball, whether it's in the minor leagues or the big leagues, is a blessing. Um, it's what I dreamt of as a kid. So um, 2012, when my name was picked, you know, my dream came true. Um, I think the coolest part though, is, you know, inside of this game of baseball, you keep, you keep marking off boxes and, and, and your, and your checklist grows, grows bigger and your dreams go bigger. And, and, and I look back at my career and, and, and I could be at peace and say, you know, I, I, I got to check off every you know box off my list. I, I never played in an all-star game. I never won a world series. I, 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 I won't be remembered the rest of my career as, as Devin Travis, the baseball player, but, you know, I can look back at my life with my family and, and understand that I have a collection of memories that, that will last me and my family a lifetime. So, um, you know, being able to make my family proud, being able to, um, <clears throat> you know, to really show my parents. And, and this was my biggest thing was, you know, baseball is an expensive sport and you know, I didn't come from, from much money. Um, you know, my parents were very modest. We, we lived a very modest lifestyle. And and I look back and realize they probably about damn emptied their bank account so I could be a baseball player. And um, having the opportunity to, you know, get to the top and show them that it was all worth it for me was was everything. So um, I guess I didn't answer that last question about being a brave the biggest thing was I, I've had a lot of met a lot of people in this game, and and luckily I've you know been able to to meet a lot of people that were part of this organization and are still a part of this organization, and um, that was the biggest factor for me. I mean, I I, I trust I trust my friends, I trust my family, um, and I have a lot of friends here already in this organization, and I have a lot of friends that that have left this organization based on all the insight that they gave me. Um, I felt like this was the best situation and it really was a leap of faith. I wasn't sure. And I'd say about 24 hours into my first day of spring training, I left and I called my fiance and my mom and dad and I said, I I made the right decision. And uh, for me to be able to say it that quick is a definite proof that um, I'm in the right place. So, like I said, I'm, I'm so thankful to be a brave. It's a, it's a wonderful organization. It's a family organization. They care about their people baseball is baseball but at the end of the day we're we're people and and I think as long as you have that perspective at the top it's easy to to mirror it on down so
2: we're happy to have you here in Mississippi as well hopefully it's just a uh, a a stop on your career moving up again the ladder to the to the big leagues as a coach this time now you're a former Florida State Seminole playing the college World Series obviously for number 11 up there or down there at Florida State now believe it or not this is shocking but you might not be the most famous Florida state Seminole in this area right now. Uh, we have a guy over here at Jackson state named beyond Sanders, who is coaching the Jackson state football team. Uh, do you have a relationship with him at all? And, and we got to get him out here to, uh, to a game.
4: <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, it's, it's crazy. I, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Um, my father was a, was a lifelong Seminole fan. Um, and I took after my dad. Um, I rooted for the Cowboys like crazy. I'm a '90s baby. You know, the Cowboys in the '90s—that's that was America's team, and, and that's where it really, you know, started to to set in with America that that they're America's team. And at the forefront was Deion Sanders. Um, you know, obviously, you had Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin. You had all your guys, but but Deion was the was the show. Um, every Halloween, and I promise you, I will get you pictures. I know there's at least one I've seen. I was Deion Sanders for Halloween often. I had my full Cowboys uniform, I um, had my helmet in my hand. I had his famous whatever the heck he wore on his Bandana. head. There you go. I freaking had that on. I was I was Deion Sanders out. So um, it only all worked out so perfectly that Deion played for the Braves, went to Florida State. I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Um, I'm now in Mississippi. He's, you know, 10 minutes up the street. My little brother is a football player at Florida State. I feel like we got a lot of connections, so um, you know just to, to, to be able to speak to him would, would be you know really an honor for me. I look forward to it. We're gonna figure out a way to make that happen because uh, I know he's a he's a huge uh, Florida State fan and I'd like to believe I'm up there with the biggest of them. so um yeah, I bleed that garland in gold and now I get the tomahawk chop um, here as a brave as well. so like I said, it's uh, just perfect. With all the COVID protocols,
2: unfortunately, we can't have live first pitches. But once that lifts, I know who the first uh, call is going to be to, to come out here. And I don't know if you guys will be able to catch a first pitch, but I know who, if we do get a chance, is going to catch that first pitch from uh, from primetime here at Trustmark Park. You mentioned your brother, Jordan, quarterback for the Florida State Seminoles right now. Of course, you have my head coach, Memphis, former Memphis coach Mike Norvell. I think going to do a really nice job there. But Talk about your career at Florida State because uh from what I've heard and read about you, you really love college baseball. And here in Mississippi, college baseball is just huge with Mississippi State, with Ole Miss, perennial top five, top ten teams. College baseball is special. Why does it mean so much to you?
4: Yeah, I uh, you know, I I I told everybody, and, and I and I still tell everybody that when I um uh, when I left Florida state, that was one of the hardest decisions I ever made. And it's not really supposed to to be that way. I, you know, I was, like I said earlier, it was one of the the check, the checkpoints, right? You, You go to college because your dream is to get to the next level. And there's my opportunity to get to the next level. And it's sitting there waiting on me. And I'm saying, I don't know. I don't know if I want to leave yet. I mean, I got another year of college. I, love this program. I get to play for a legend in Mike Martin, everything that this university represents and this baseball represents and the, and the, in the community that's around it and, and, and the culture that's inside of it. Um, it was everything that I wanted to be a part of my, my entire life. And I tell people that if I could have been a career college athlete, and as long as I could have ate a couple of decent meals a day and, uh, got to continue to go to football games for free, I would have stayed in Tallahassee my whole life. Um, I think the family environment inside of it was what I loved about it so much. Um, you know, college baseball is about winning, period. Um, and it's, it's drilled inside of you from the moment you commit and, and just continues to grow from when you sign to when you step on campus in fall. And then here goes spring, and, and it's about one thing, and, and it's W-I-N, period. And that's my favorite part about baseball, is winning. You now, this game is built on nine guys who have a sing, single job to do with a team goal of, of winning. And uh, I think that struck inside the players the hardest at that level. So, yeah, that's what really made Florida State so special to me was you know being able to put on that uniform every day that so many great players wore before me. Um, with an opportunity to continue that winning tradition uh, that they've always had. So, yeah, that's what made Florida State uh, so special to me and, and, and why it will always remain so special to me. Wrapping up with Devin Travis, the Embrace coach,
2: joined the team late in spring training. I know you have some philosophies or things you want to uh, talk with and share with players. In your first, I guess, month as a coach, was it kind of what you expected what has surprised you and what are some of your goals this year that you hope to uh, translate to these young players that, that hope to be like you to reach that pinnacle and get to, get to the major leagues?
4: Yeah, I, uh, you know, playing at this level um, and, you know, running through the, through the minor leagues and having ups and downs and lefts and rights and great days and tough days and average days, um, and my biggest goal as a, as a coach is to simply be somebody who the players can look to, um, to pick them up when they're down, um, to keep them going when times may be tough. This is a hard game and it's, it's the hardest game in the world. And, and listen, I, I know golf's hard too. I picked up golf a little bit. Baseball is the hardest game in the world and it's not close. Um, in my opinion. And uh, with that being said, the players here are are darn good players, and and I believe that they will be big leaguers and 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 have a, have the ability to play in the big leagues for a long time. The ups and the downs. There's going to be a lot more downs, especially early on in the season. It's this level's hard. This is the big leagues. Double A is the mini big leagues. Um, my goal in all this is ju- to to just be able to to see these guys continue to, to get this much better every day. And this is a long season and they haven't played in a lot of these guys haven't played in a, in a, in a real game in 600 days. So, um, and they're young and, and they're damn good and they deserve to be here. Um, but it's going to be a process and, and having the, the opportunity to be a part of this process and, and make a little bit of a difference and, and make sure these guys heads are right and make sure that they're learning how to prepare, figuring out their routines, um, that's my favorite part. You know, I, I, I care about the players here. I I want to see the players get better. I mean, what, a you know, you don't really realize when you're playing, um, you know, how cool it is to see the process. And I think that as a, as a coach, you know, and it's very new to me, but on this side, you, you almost care about the players even more than you did as a player. Um, and, uh, you know, having this opportunity to 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 help these players grow into to to the player that they want to be and and watching them you know reach their goal as time goes on. And like I said, watch them just get a little bit better every day and provide a positive atmosphere and 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 knowing that this freaking game is a grind and and sometimes it, the sun may be bright, but boy, it seems dark out. But if I can just be that little you know piece to to you know maybe move that dark shade a little bit and help that sunshine a little bit more, I'll feel like, you uh, know I'm doing my job. So these players are good. They know how to play the game already. There's only so much that, that we can give them um, as coaches. And I feel like our biggest job, um, all of us collectively. And I think we're all on the same page. They're pretty good. We have a pretty damn awesome staff here, guys that played this game a long time. And they all realize that It isn't so much about what you can teach them. It's more so about what kind of environment you could provide for them. These guys will figure it out, and uh, I'm just thankful to be a part of it, and I look forward to, uh, to them doing exactly that. Devin Travis, coach for your Mississippi Braves, we're happy to have you here, and thanks for taking some time. Chris, thanks, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. Go Braves.
2: That'll do it for this edition of the Big Show podcast. Don't forget, for all things Mississippi Braves, you can log on to MississippiBraves.com. Follow the embrace on social media at embrace, and I'm at C Harris 731 The M-Braves take on the Biloxi Shuckers Tuesday through Sunday at MGM Park, and Biloxi fans can listen to the away broadcast, your embrace broadcast at MississippiBraves.com and 1039 WIB. The games will be streamed as well on MILB.TV. Until next time. We say goodbye from Pearl, Mississippi and trust Mark Park.